In today's show, we look back on the New Orleans Pelicans regular season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia there. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're here to talk New Orleans Pelicans. I am recording this on April the 16th. It is now, what date is it now that you're listening to this? Or the earliest date that you're listening to this is May the 2nd. So I actually don't know what happened in their first round series. So what I'm going to be focusing on is the regular season. That's what matters for fantasy. Yes, we do take some things away from the playoffs, but this stuff is pre-recorded. I had to pre-record it to get the content out. So I don't know what happened in their first round series against the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to guess they got smacked down 4-0, but I don't know that. You can let me know in the comments below. How did that end up? Let's talk about their regular season though, because that's what we are looking at. Draft pick wise, looks pretty bloody good, doesn't it? They lost their first round pick. Um, that's gone. We know that. That is headed to the Charlotte Hornets as part of the Devontae Graham sign and trade. They also lost a second round pick. No, no, they didn't lose a second round pick, sorry. They lost their first round pick, but they get the Lakers pick. Completely unprotected. Unless that Lakers pick, which is currently slated for eight, falls outside the top 10. So they need three teams to jump ahead of them. They'd be bloody crossing their fingers that those teams don't jump ahead. That could end up... They literally could get the number one overall pick. They also have pick 41 and 52 in the second round. So some solid enough picks there. It's their own second rounder and... Oh, the Jazz was not that good, but their own second rounder is not bad. But that Lakers pick is massive for them. Absolutely massive that they could end up with a, a very, very good pick out of this NBA draft. Tankathon currently predicts them to have... Well, pick eight to get Benedict Maturin. Don't know how to pronounce that name. I need to look that up. Justin Lewis and Trevion Williams. That's how their projections look there. Again, I'm not going to tell you who I project for their picks. I haven't looked at any of the draft guys yet. That's for when we finish the team reviews. What's their situation look like cap-wise or you know, roster-wise? Well, it's basically just locked in. The only bloke who's an unrestricted free agent is your mate, Tone Snell. That's it. Everyone else is under contract, fully guaranteed. Um, yeah, that's it. There's Gary Clark, but no, I think we really count that. He's, a, I think, a restricted free agent. But everyone else locked in, fully guaranteed contracts. They can make deals in the offseason for sure. But what what are, what are they doing? Like, who's they moving on from? Like, they're going to keep Jose Alvarado, Najee Marshall, Herb Jones. They're the low salary guys. Bill Hernan Gomez, is anyone going to trade for him? Like, I think they're pretty locked in. The big addition they'll make, of course is maybe that number one overall pick or top 10 pick. And of course, Zion Williamson, who played zero games 
in the regular season. Hey, maybe he's appeared in the playoffs. Maybe his ass is out there dunking on heads. I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe he is. But we know he didn't play in the regular season. Let's take this time now. Actually, before we do that, what's, what was their record? 36 and 46, 19th best offense, 20th best defense. Slightly underperformed their expected win-loss. Let's let's talk about Zion. Because obviously, before we knew about this broken foot, things were moving in a really strong direction. Like this is a potential top 15 points league player. This was a potential second round category league guy. Understanding that you've got to punt free throws, but the huge field goal percentage, the huge scoring, the huge volume on his field goal percentage would have pushed him to be to huge numbers. He was 44th in his second year, averaging 27 and 7, <clears throat> under 70% from the line. Punt that, you're talking top 20. Yeah, and he still hasn't brought any of the big defensive stats we saw. And that was only half a season of point Zion. He averaged almost four assists. Four and a half, five assists. Like he got averaged 25, 8, and 5. A steal, a block, 60 and 70. That's top 20 very easily. Very easily. We just didn't get to see it. So I don't know. How do we view him as a dynasty prospect? It's probably the, the time if you are trading for him in dynasty to get him. Because people are going to be really worried. He's still only 21. And rightfully so, they're going to be really worried. Like the dude has had multiple significant injuries in his career. Knee injury, phantom hamstring injury in the bubble, broken foot that had multiple setbacks, or sorry, had a non-linear rehab progression. Um, and he's going to have those risks. But this is a guy that when he plays, you might get top 30 numbers in the right build for 50, 60 games. But you don't have to give up. Look, this is a guy that would have been top three dynasty guy a couple of years ago. You don't have to give up top 10, top 20, Top 30. I would be inquiring just to see what, what what's around. How can I get him? How panicky are people? Because if he comes out next year and blows all the way up again, then that, that window is closed. So I think if you are looking at doing it, you've got to start looking into it now. Now is the time to do it. Maybe Zion needs built bars because they are the best tasting protein bar ever. I'm sure he's got his own supply of protein bars, but maybe he just doesn't eat enough because they taste so bad. I need to introduce him to Bilt Bar. I might hit up Locked On Pelicans host, Jake Madison, and go, Jake, when you see Zion, can you just give him a box of Bilt Bars? I guarantee he's going to love it. Low in calorie, low in carbs, low in food, not in food, in fat, in sugar, but high in taste and high in protein. 17 grams of protein in each of these bars. It tastes bloody delicious. We all have tasted protein bars. We know how bad they are. These are great. Trust me. And you can get it for 15% off. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will save 15% off your order of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Okay, let's talk about the players who actually played this year. Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Vasilinovasas. He had an insane ADP of 115 on ESPN. He was 52 on Yahoo. So many of the Pelicans' predictions, it was like, well, how do they fit with Zion? What's going to happen when Zion comes back? Rightfully so, because A, we didn't know that he was going to be injured at the start of the season. B, we were told that he will return at the start of the season. C, we were told he'll be back soon. D, everyone lied out of their ass. It's very hard to make projections when you're continually told that. And you go, oh, well, it'll drop off. How does Valanciunas fit with Zion? I'm not sure about that. How does that all work? I don't know. Where does he go? Or his minutes o'clock? Will they play Zion at center? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we didn't have to worry about that, did we? 
Uh, Jonas is 30 years of age. He played 30 minutes, averaged 18 and 11. Only 0.8 blocks. Really low block numbers for him this year. Still under a three per game. Only took two per game. He's the guy that's going to space the floor for Zion, apparently. Took two per game and shot those at 36%. Not bad numbers. He was really good. But, but again, how does it work with Zion? How, how does he fit? He's still under contract for two more years. They extended him, probably foolishly, but they extended him two more years at 15 million each. Don't know why, but they did. His advanced numbers are fine. Pretty strong offensive and defensive Raptor. Second on this team in EPM, marginally behind Brandon Ingram. Lead the team in estimated wins. Good true shooting. Finished at the rim, shot mid-range as well, which is probably going to come down. Rebounded excellently, but really lost out on his blocks. Really good LeBron numbers. Um, he was just really solid. But still, even though he was really solid, even though there was no Zion, even though he was a plus 3.9, he didn't play more than 30 minutes. I would suggest the guy who's had some injury problems, it's going to be 31 next year, or it's, turned, well, it's not true, he's going to be 30 all of next year. And we'll have to deal with a full season of CJ, maybe a full season of Ingram, who knows, he's been hurt a lot, and Zion, that we're not getting a top 50 season again from Balanchunas. That would be my expectation at this early stage. He was 35th, sorry, he was... 43rd in points leagues as well. After him, it was Ingram, 47th in category leagues. He was drafted around 37, so a little bit down. 35 in, in points leagues, so around the right area. Averaged almost 30, or averaged 38 and a half fantasy points. Played 55 games, he's 24. He played 34 minutes, 23 points, six rebounds, six assists. But in true Brandon Ingram style, putrid defensive numbers. 0.6 steals and 0.5 blocks. I don't think that's ever coming, to be honest, in big numbers. If it does, it'll mean that he becomes a top 20 player and it'll be like, oh, you all slept on Brandon Ingram. You all thought he was going to be bad and top 50. But you know, when a guy continually produces low defensive stats and they have a year where they double it, and it's not that hard to double from half to one, it shoots their ranking through the roof. And that could happen at any point for Ingram. Remember, he had that massive rise where he went from a 67% free throw guy to 85 and went from 29 from three to 42 or whatever it was like, and tripled his volume. like Insane jumps, which are unpredictable. So it's always a possibility. The other thing I would watch for for Ingram, though, he averaged six assists. Half that season was without CJ and the full season was without Zion. Zion is going to handle. I would be pretty shocked if we get 23, six and six from Ingram again. I, I, I just, it's not going to happen, I don't think. He was pretty good this year defensively. Negative in the um, advanced numbers or in, in Raptor anyway. It was a positive in, in EPM and 89th percentile overall. It's good numbers. Shot the mid-ranger a lot, like too much. And, but shot it well. 46% from mid-range. That's a good number, 81st percentile. But so many of his attempts came from there. And unfortunately, that three-point shooting fell way off. Didn't take many attempts there and only 33% of his shots were from three-point range. His three-point attempt rate went down to 23%. It's a big fall-off. And the worry you have there is that if that mid-range shooting falls and the shot diet remains the same, then a lot of his value falls away. That That is a concern. I worry a little bit that he won't be top 50 next year based on maybe a mid-range drop, maybe an assist drop, maybe a usage drop. All because of Zion. Well, not all. Some of that because of Zion. 
His LeBron was pretty strong. Again, he is considered still negative defensively. I don't think that's ever going to change. He's just not a good defender. He focuses offensively, and that's fine. We've seen what he can do. I mean, he can he can be really useful, and you know, Darko really likes him as a player as well, and he, he's taken massive, massive steps forward. But again, we just have to be a little bit cautious when looking at some of those numbers. He was a plus 8.1 on off this year, which is huge too. We just have to look at that a little bit cautiously. Christian James McCullum. Obviously played most of the season in Portland. Ended up with 62 games, 35 minutes. Had the uh, injury, which lost, cost him a bit of time. 22 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal. 46 and 68. Now, why, why he can't shoot free throws, I have no idea. Why can't Russell Westbrook shoot free throws anymore? Why can't Anthony Davis shoot free throws anymore? Why can't Andrew Wiggins shoot free throws anymore? I don't know the answer to it. But with a pattern of these guys, when there have been good free throw shooters and they stop, it doesn't often return. Why is Christian Wood a bad free throw shooter? So, as we head into next season, let's just assume that CJ's a bad free throw shooter. He might surprise us and be better, but let's assume he's bad. I think that's what we've got to look at. Again, his five assists, his 22 points, how do they fit when Zion's back? Yeah, 22 points is real. He can keep doing that. Can he average five assists? I don't know. Maybe. They'll play him a lot more as the exclusive point guard on this team. And that'll be helpful for that. But I worry a bit. Defensively, he's rough. We know this. But he was pretty good um, EPM-wise. Plus 1.3. That's 82nd percentile. Raptor, he was second on the team behind old mate Jose Alvarado. Who, yeah, his defense was obviously really good and, and bumped him up. His... Um, Darko's a pretty strong number. It's been pretty solid most of his career. It has started to tail. So just watch that, given the fact that he is, how old? 30. He's going to be 31 at the start of next season. I think he turns 31 in December. That a small guard, age 31, incorporating Zion in, could be some drops. Just, just be aware that we are in that portion of his career. In New Orleans, he was a plus 5.4 in his time on the court. Really, really solid. His ADP was 49. He didn't quite live up to that, mainly because of the free throws. I would be not taking him in the first 50 picks of next year's draft. Again, an older, smaller guard reincorporating Zion. The point, the, the point guard role might be interesting for him, but he's probably going to be more 60 to 70 to me when, when we look at where the value lies. Let's talk about Herbalife Jones. 102nd ranked player this year. Absolutely out of nowhere. He wasn't drafted anywhere. Fine, because he wasn't really drafted in the NBA anywhere either, was he? Mid-second round pick. Didn't expect anything from him. We knew he was a good defensive player in Alabama, but not to this level. Well, not that he was going to have this level in the NBA. And then he came in, despite being a bad shooter in college, and was a good shooter. Somehow it was 84% from the line, 48% from the field, 34% from three, which is not great, but it's better than the 29 or so percent he shot in college. He gets by on defensive stats, though, which is always an iffy fantasy proposition. Under 10 points, under four rebounds, two assists, and 0.73s. Every one of those numbers is bad. Like They are really bad numbers in, 20, in 30 minutes a game. They're bad. 1.7 steals is excellent. 0.8 blocks is excellent. It's Matisse Thibel-ish. Now, he does more offensively than Thibel, for sure. And the efficiency numbers are great. Do I trust them? I've got more trust in them now than what I would have. Obviously, at the start of the year, I was pretty skeptical about where they were going to go. But he was able to maintain that most of the season, which is which is great. 
Um, and I'd, I'd just like to see where where he can take his aim. What's the next step in his game? Like, where does he project out? I, I think a 34% three-point shooter is probably fine for him, but I don't know how much higher it gets. His EPM was pretty strong, especially defensively as a rookie. That's it's an amazing number. Plus 1.9, that's 92nd percentile. Well above average in the top 75% of players overall in EPM. His LeBron was huge. His Darko was really, really strongly positive. He's a plus 6.3 on court. He is a really, really good NBA role player. Raptor, really good. Awesome. I just don't know if there's any. He's also 23. So he's a one year younger than Brandon Ingram. I also worry, like, not worry, but like, where where's the ramp up? Is it three-point volume? Is it three-point shooting? Is it usage? Is it rebounding? Is it assist? And I'd have to say no to any of those. In fact, he probably, does he, where does he, I'll say, does he lose his starting spot with Zion back? Probably not. They just go with McCullum, Ingram, Jones, Zion, Valanciunas. He can play more than 30 minutes, but he'll probably lose usage next year. And he might end up being one of those guys that you you want to take around 110, but is there any upside to get higher than that? And if the 1.7 steals, 0.8 blocks go to 1.5 and 0.6, still good. It's a 20-spot drop right there. It could go to two blocks and one... There's two steals and one block, and he becomes a top 60 player. And of course, if you include turnovers, he looks so much better. But remember, he's a negative points, threes, rebounds, assists player. On the back of some shooting, which might be unsustainable, which we have to be cautious of. Maybe it's not that unsustainable. He shot 31% from mid-range, so that's that's not good. He was unbelievably impressive. I love what he does on the court. He's so fun. But for fantasy-wise, where's the ramp up? What's the area that improves? How does it improve on this team? Can he become a guy that has a higher usage than, what, 13%, 14%? Can he do anything offensively? Can he get more rebounds, more assists? I don't know. I'm not convinced about any of those things really uh, at this point. But I do know that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. You can check the New Orleans Pelicans, whether that series with the Suns is still going or not. And you can check what the odds are over at betonline.net. It is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So, after Herb, Devontae Graham. Really disappointing season. He was a guy that I considered a bust in most drafts. I just don't... The, the, the shooting is just so horrendous. And I was thinking, playing next to Ingram and Zion, is he actually going to handle the ball? Is he actually going to get assists? Well, it turns out Zion wasn't there, but it didn't even really matter. And the 28 minutes a night and the 175 ranking for Devontae flatters him. Because towards the end of the year, he was basically just done. Like, out of the rotation, bench, 17 minutes a night player. Terrible investment for them to get him instead of Lonzo Ball. He's 27 years of age as well. Do not... Like, he is not remotely draftable. 12, 2, and 4.9 steals. Doesn't get to the line. Doesn't shoot the ball well at all. He hits threes. He's a good three-point streamer. That's it. He's just, he's not very good. Horrendous defender, horrendous shooter. Doesn't get to the line. Like his advanced stats are okay. Zero for EPM, which is 68th percentile. 
0.57 LeBron, which is all right. I just don't see... I don't see him being a starting caliber player in the NBA or on this team. And I don't really see how it gets back at age 27. Where does he where does he get back that role without injuries? I, I don't see it for him at all. Really worried about where that where he lies. Points per league's 162nd ranked player. By the way, Herb was 146th in points leagues. Not really a rosterable must roster player. Uh, let's talk Larry Nance. Of course, as per usual, he played half the games. 46 games, 23 minutes, 7 points, 5 rebounds. Now, in the second play-in game, which is the last game I saw this team play, he was great. But even in Portland and his time in New Orleans, he didn't really do anything to excite us. We thought, hey, you could get 27 minutes in Portland. Played like 20. We thought, hey, there might be some minutes in New Orleans and had knee surgery. He's 29, 7 and 5, 0.9 steals, 0.4 blocks. In the past, he's gotten by by having very high field goal percentage and very good steal numbers. And that sort of eluded him this year. And it dropped his fantasy value down. He's one of those guys that rankings will overvalue because they downweight, or they, sorry, they, they don't downweight steals. And people who froth turnovers will love him. He'll have some little runs, but overall, I'm not sure he's as much of a winning fantasy player as some of his numbers in the past have, have um, maybe indicated they could he could be. He Look, his advanced numbers this year, negative 1.1 on Raptor is not particularly good. Negative 1 on EPM is not particularly good. Negative 0.7 on LeBron is not particularly good. Like They're all okay-ish numbers. But where does he fit on this team? Valanciunas, Zion. Nance, Hayes. 20 minutes a night. Filling in for Zion. Well, Jackson Hayes can do that as well. I don't know. I don't know what sort of player he is. Very useful. Very useful plug-and-play guy. Will he ever be a draftable fantasy guy in 12-team leagues? I, I really doubt that. Age 29, multiple knee problems, big bit of a crowded front court. I'm not sure that he is. Let's talk about Jackson Hayes, who's about to turn 22. Struggled. Out of the rotation to start the year. And then came back in and started. And had a few moments. Most of his good moments came against the Rockets. And people unbelievably overrated him. And then put in a nice little 12-team run at one point. But that's just not going to be there next season. The thing I would watch for with him is can he become a reliable three-point shooter? Whereas him and Zion as a future frontcourt pairing makes sense. As Valanciunas ages out. That's probably a year away. So I don't know if it's the right time to buy low on him in Dynasty because he just had a nice little starting run. But maybe halfway through the year when he's playing 17 minutes a night, that might be your time you do it. I think there is a chance he can be a starter. His Raptor numbers, negative 2.2 is pretty bad. But EPM likes him. LeBron likes him enough. Likes him more than Larry Nance. There are enough little flashes here with him to be interesting. I thought he took some huge steps forward this season. And it is everything is trending in the right direction. Plus 2.8 on off as well. So while I think it was a step forward this year, we might see a step backwards next season and then pushing up into 23-24 where he can maybe push to be the starter. That's what we want to watch. What his minutes look like, how he plays next to Zion. Can he take over from Valanciunas? He averaged 9-4 and four with 0.8 blocks on 61 and 77. So you've got the, the great combo. That's like the LaMarcus Aldridge. The, or the Rashawn Holmes. 
Big field goals, big free throws. Throw in some blocks. You've got the makings of a very good fantasy player. It's just that can his on-court play actually give him the amount of minutes that he needs to impact us enough there? Like, I would much rather invest in him than Larry Nance. Like, he's only 22 as well. It's just, I think, going to be a bit of a down year for Hayes. And then we look to the step up after that would be my guess. Bill Hernan Gomez, 28 years of age. Only played 49 games, 17 minutes, 9 and 7. 52 and 77. He's one of those guys, again, he's a good both percentage player. But overall, he's just bad defensively. And he's a third-string center. Honestly, you'd play Zion, Jonas, Hayes, and Larry Nance over him. You can't rely upon him outside of injuries as a stopgap guy. He's just really bad defensively. And he'll have those games where he has 20 and 10 in 18 minutes, and people froth it. Well, maybe they play him. No, they just, they just don't. He's just not good enough to do that. He's a perfect Ennis Cantor. He's the new Ennis Cantor, Ennis Freedom. And then he goes out and puts up points and rebounds but sucks so much defensively that it's very hard to play him. And that's sort of where Bill's season or career is going. His, his advanced numbers offensively are unbelievable because of how efficient he is, how good he does things on a permanent basis. But when we look at that moving forward, I, I don't really see him being useful enough. Jared Harper, don't need to worry about him. Let's talk about Alvarado. Just turned 24, got a full-time contract, has been impressive. Unbel- unbelievably impressive. 15 minutes a night, 6 points, 3 assists, 1.3 steals. What we really want to focus on is assists and steals because that's where he comes through. He can be a better shooter than he is, I think. He's not terrible. What did he shoot from 3? Oh, actually, he is 29%. I think he's better than that, though. He led this team in Raptor by a considerable margin because of how impactful he was defensively. He was plus 4.8 defensively. He was third on this team in EPM, ahead of CJ, behind Jonas and Brandon. He led this team in LeBron, well ahead of Valanciunas. Starko was really strong. He had a massive upward trajectory through the season. He's on-off. I don't know, but I'm going to have a look at it up. Fuck, staggering. 11.7 positive. Like, he is better. He is better than Devontae Graham. They should go into the season with him as the backup point guard and a guy they can play 24 minutes a night. He could average five assists and two steals in 24 minutes, and that's actually fantasy useful. Think of how Rubio performed for us this season as a member of the Cavs. Think about how Chris Dunn performed for us as a member of the Bulls a couple of years ago when he played 26 minutes but was able to be fantasy relevant through assists and steals. Would you ever want Alvarado to be your starting point guard? Maybe, because the Minnesota Timberwolves have Patrick Beverly, and that's really the player that he is. So I would be... I would be in, like he was 275th this year. He will have multiple top 200 seasons. He'll probably have one or two top 100 seasons in three or four years' time. But he is already 24. But that impact defensively gets you on the court. Become more reliable as a shooter. Like best case scenario, 12-5-5, two steals, two threes. That's a very good fantasy player. That's a best case. And that's in two to three years. And I don't think he's got longevity. But there's a lot there to like. I'm very excited about where he can go. Points leagues, he's not quite as good. 283rd, there's 16 points, but still upside. Garrett Temple, um, no. 36 years of age, we're not talking about him anymore. Najee Marshall, he's 24. Out of the rotation early in the year so that Garrett Temple and Tony Snell could play. Horrible from Willie Green. But eventually got back in. He was okay. He wasn't as good as he was at the end of his rookie season. I think he's fine as a 12th or 11th man. Upside, not really there. Trey Murphy's upside is. I'm really a big fan of Trey Murphy. 
the numbers this year wouldn't suggest that. 14 minutes, 62 games, 395th ranked player. I thought he played really well in preseason in summer league and then just wasn't in the rotation for a long time. He ended up yeah, averaging 1-3 a game, 0.4 steals, shot 38% from three. As a For, for Raptor, negative 0.6. That's good. That's middle of the pack on this team. Negative 2.3 EPM is not that good. His LeBron was you know, below average, but better than Larry Nance. Better than the recently departed Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I think there's a lot to like with him. And I think as the season went on, we saw him carve out a rotation role. Now, of course, you're going to have CJ, Herb, Ingram, Zion, Hazel Valanciunas. He should be looking to become like the sixth man who plays 24 minutes, hits two and a half threes, scores 13 points, gets a steal, gets four rebounds. Will he ever be able to push to be a top 100 fantasy guy? I think it'd have to be in some different scenarios. He's 22, so he's a little bit older as a rookie as well. But I do like what he can produce. Like if I'm deciding between him and Devontae Graham, uh, Trey Murphy really easily for me. Um, Probably not as high of upside as Jose Alvarado. But that shooting ability, I think he's going to turn into a good player. I'm pretty excited about where his future lies. Then the other blokes on this roster, Kyra Lewis. I was massively big on Kyra Lewis as a developmental player, as a, actually a really good player. It hasn't really shown now he's coming back off a torn ACL. And you'd have to suggest that Alvarado is ahead of him. I don't know what this means for Lewis, and I'm not fully giving up, but I'm sort of giving up. Like I, I don't know where he fits. I think he's going to be better off if he goes to another team. Even when he played this year, he really struggled, I thought. Didn't really do enough. It was embarrassing that they would play Sadoransky over him, but sometimes he's played necessitated that. But when you go on 1-12, you probably just want to get some minutes into the young guys. But he was bad when he played, and that's never a good sign. And then tearing your ACL at age 21, second year when you're struggling, I, I don't know where this goes for him. I'm really worried. And I think that the fact that he didn't show any progression and, in fact, regressed before his injury is a massive, massive red flag. I'm still holding a little bit of hope but most of that's been extinguished, I think. And that will do it for me, talking about the Pelicans. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. That'd be great. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.